What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 73 of the RDO podcast with the boys, Jason and Alex on Kennel. How are you this morning, bro? It's a Boxing Day special, kind of, isn't it? Really? Uh, well, it's the it would be the Christmas public holiday special because we are recording this on Friday. It's Christmas Eve. Christmas is tomorrow, yeah. Saturday. Boxing Day, Sunday. I believe Monday is the Christmas public holiday, yeah. which will be when you guys listen to this, and Tuesday is the Boxing Day there public go, holiday. There you go. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You good? I um, had an interesting drive. I went to the gym yesterday, and I was at home, so I had to drive here, and the, the storm hit in Brisbane. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why is it? There was so much traffic. And I was like, this is abnormal. So I opened up Google Maps mm-hmm. and said, like, just put the directions to the gym, and it said, oh, uh, longer than usual or more than usual traffic. I'm like, okay. Anyway, a tree on Coronation Drive had fallen on a car. Wow. And when I say fallen on a car, it was like the car was driving. Yeah. And the car was hit in the second lane over. And it was a big tree. So it was to the point where it bent. It hit so hard, the A-pillars had bent on the... Um, it was a whole little Jesus. Honda Jazz. Because those, those trees over Coral Drive, like, they do stretch out a long way. And they are massive as yeah, well. Yeah, but I wonder if it's been hit by lightning or something. Because the rain was heavy, but there was no wind. So, I, yeah. I, yeah, do they get waterlogged? I don't know. I don't know how trees work. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was... A, but that, look, they do... It, that, those are like jacaranda trees, aren't they? Uh, you're the landscaper, mate. I've no idea. Yeah, I, I, do they have purple flowers? Yeah, on that street, they do have a lot of jacarandas, yes. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised because some of those arms stretch out a fair way. It's just a leverage thing. Yeah. So because of those jacaranda leaves, they probably hold a lot of water. So if the branch was dying at all or yeah. something, my boss is going to give me so much shit about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I guess if if it's raining a lot and they're holding a lot of water and it's putting a lot of pressure on, it's just snapping off at, yeah. at the base. But yeah, that's a bit. Of yeah, that's pretty full on. You yeah. don't expect to be have a tree fall in your car in the middle of Brisbane, do you? No, and just it's one of those rare events where there's probably nothing you can do, you know. Mm. A Formula One driver wouldn't have been able to do anything. Like, you wouldn't know. You'd no. just be driving, and then next second... Because you probably already would have been in Brisbane traffic, too. So, they could have even been stopped. Yeah, but it, the traffic's fine, then. It's it's like, it was before peak hour, mm-hmm. um, and going the right way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's unlucky. Very unlucky. So, by the time you got to it, there was no one in the car, everyone was out. The guy was out of the car, trying to get the tree off it. Oh, right. Wow. So, it would have been fresh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah. how's your week? Big, big week. My hands are sore. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, done done about 40-something hours this week in the last four days. I've checked my phone before. I've walked 50 kilometres in four days, <laughs> and most of that is up and down, like, hills and stuff, yep. either carrying a whippersnipper or pushing a mower or whatever. Uh, but, no, it's good, man. Like, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. Like, I'm enjoying being outside like you can see my face is pretty burnt I actually got burnt on Sunday at golf yeah because this idiot for the first time in years forgot to bring a hat very smart but uh yeah just enjoying being outside fresh air you know using my body again like Mm. it's been over 10 years since I last worked outside and did a physical job Mm. so uh and I'm really enjoying it like you sound like you're enjoying it yeah like I'm so dirty about the golf result (laughs) <laughs> I'm really no, good. I'm dirty about it because I I choked, I choked on the second last hole. Well, so did I though, because that was my 
that's the one that cooked me because I was so consistent the whole way through until that that the second last hole was my only real bad one. Yeah. So for anyone who's wondering, uh, we play golf on Sunday with a couple of the boys. We normally catch up for a Christmas game of golf every year, and uh, Alex and I tied, which sucks. First. And we, we smashed the other guys. They were like nine to twelve shots behind or whatever. Yeah. Um, but you, you're so that that hole for you. The, the reason why I say that I choked and you didn't choke is because you duffing it with a driver is very consistent. That's normal for you. That is a normal occurrence. So for you to completely screw up your drive, that's normal. You normally have to work your game around that. Whereas I like I, my drive was perfect and dropped just before the green, but then I shanked the chip and ended up like, I, I would have had a, an opportunity to get a birdie there because it's a par four. It's the only par four on the course. Uh, I should have literally just been chipping up onto the green and maybe one or two putting, so birdie or par opportunity. And I shanked my chip straight out to the right, being probably further away from the green than I was from the original shot, and ended up getting a five. Speaking of bad shots, how was your first tee shot? Uh, hey, it was all right. Was it? It was good enough to tie with you, wasn't it? <laughs> you didn't clear the lady tee? No, I didn't actually. No. Yeah. yeah, that was a bad omen to start that game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so that was a bit that that was a bit dirty. But then I I look back, I got memories on my phone, and I think it was from two years ago. Mm. Robbie beat us. He won two years ago as per the scorecard, which and he like lost by twelve strokes this time around. Yeah, but he he beat us by like two shots. He must have been on PEDs. Yeah, 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 yeah. So surely, um, I wanted to start by kicking off, and I want I want people's feedback because I don't know if it's just me. <clears throat> Is Facebook's feed now trash? Every time I open it up, it's just showing me the same two or three mm. friends things mm-hmm. over and over and over again for days and days and days. Yeah, I get the same thing. It's all of a sudden, right? It hasn't been like that. Um, for me, it, I think it's been like that for a while, a few months at least. I'm wondering if no one's working on Facebook anymore, if it's all this meta stuff, if it's all on this. Possibly. But it would, it's strange that like the algorithm would just change as well. Like if no one's working on it, it's not like they would have changed the algorithm yeah, to repeat information three, four times. Maybe it just comes down to the fact that Facebook's losing popularity, so people are posting less, therefore there's less new content. Did you see news during the week that Elon Musk and Jack Dorsey have been speaking about Web 3.0? No. As in the third version of the internet? Really? Um, so the first version of the internet they, they deemed as read-only. So mm-hmm. you see what's on there and you absorb it. And that, that's how I remember, you know, in the 90s when, when I first started using it. Mm-hmm. Web 2.0 has been user... Uh, a lot of it has been user-generated where yeah. where um, you and I could, like, on social media, all those blog posts and threads and mm-hmm. forums and all that sort of thing. And then they're working on 3.0, which is going to be decentralised um, and heavily based in crypto. So I thought when, I remember in 2017, I thought Ethereum was going to be the internet 3.0. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see, because I know Jack Dorsey, so Jack, for those who don't know, Jack Dorsey was the creator of Twitter. Mm-hmm. He had just left 
the company. Yep. Uh, and this looks plot like, probably explains why he just left. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like he's jumped out of a sinking ship. Mm. Just, just the way the world... I think social media is... It's a wasteland. Yeah, and I think everyone's cutting on to the fact that it sucks mm. and I'm moving away from it. So I think it's just a phase. It's an experiment. We've been through the experiment. We've learned lots. Mm-hmm. So it's time for some, for something new. So mm-hmm. the fact that he's moved over, well, we don't know what he's moved into yet, but he's had that talk. That's that's pretty interesting. That's going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah well, look, keep us posted on that. Because yeah. I think that, I mean, those two partnering up at all like they're two exceptional uh, exceptional human beings yeah yeah and look say what you want about where twitter ended up and how jack dorsey has handled that you know that thing was he was he was pretty much a nobody before twitter Mm. so to go from being a nobody to being the ceo of this massive global dragon yeah trying to tame a dragon Yeah, yeah yeah um with a with a like a um, a gack hand, <laughs> trying to tame a dragon with a gack hand, um, yeah, like that. That's a almost impossible task, and especially like what I'm what I'm noticing about social media is it definitely just displays the worst uh, parts of the human psyche. Yeah, which is. If there are no consequ- if there are no physical consequences for me, yeah. I'm gonna be a piece of shit. Did is it a did someone say something to a UFC fighter once, like call, uh, saying he's trash, and he's like, and the UFC fighter came back to him and said, "Would you say that to me in the street?" And he goes, "No, you'd be the shit out of me." That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Twitter. And the guy's like, "Fair enough." <laughs> yeah, that, that was um, Paul Felder. Was yeah, that fighter? Yeah. Speaking speaking of which, there was a, a clip that went around the internet on the weekend of. Nate Diaz was at the oh, Jake Paul it. fight. Yeah, it was so funny. And anyway, he's, he's walking through making a bit of an entrance and some fan who I believe is actually a fighter themselves and has a two wins, six losses record was nice. like talking shit at Nate Diaz. And Nate Diaz just squared up and made him flinch and so bad that his beard just went everywhere. It was like this viral clip. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. The Diaz boys build different. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't give but a fuck. Because apparently... Talk shit, get hit. Yeah, get hit. <laughs> and apparently, like, the uh, the word on the street, too, is that Nate Diaz got into a fight behind the scenes at that event as well. So, I mean, but those, those boys are just... Those are real fighters. Like, they grew up, they're poor, they came from a bad area, they yeah. learned to fight to survive, and that's just them to a T. And that's, that's why they've got massive fan bases, because they're genuine. People love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not my, not my cup of tea. Oh, it's better when you don't listen to them talk. Yeah, but, but exciting fighters. Yeah, very, very exciting. Very, very exciting very to watch. Um, so there's been a few other things that have happened during the week. Now, one of the best parts about my new job is I spend very little time on my mobile phone. Mm. So it's it's good and bad because on the one hand, uh, I feel probably mentally fresher than I've felt in a sure. long time because you're just taking your time away from all this negativity. Like you scroll through the Facebook, uh, not the news feed, as in the old news feed, but the new news section that's got the actual news articles in it, the propaganda that they want to actually show yeah. you. And I just find, you just go through and you just read the titles and it's like, this person slams this person for... So you have to click it to find yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, I I hate this new 
Because it's, it's just, obviously, it's just getting... Clickbait. It's clickbait, but it's just ramping up worse and worse and worse. And It's a, a more evolved clickbait. Yeah, and I guess it shows you, again, uh, how the human psyche works. Mm. Because this is the stuff that we look for. We want conflict. You know, people pretend that human beings want to be peaceful. We clearly don't. No. Because, it, like I said before, there's no physical or, or potentially financial ramifications for me. People are going to take, like, the worst course of action. Because, I, I don't know, like, we're, we're obviously extremely flawed as a species. As far as, as far as we think we've come and evolved, especially in a technological space, like, we've done amazing things. We're still animals at the end of the day. And social media is probably the uh, worst example of that. And I, I would love to see how people behave on Meta. That's going to be next. Yeah, level. that that would be that would be a really interesting social experiment. I did see another funny meme that was like in twenty twenty one. No, we in in the eighties we thought by twenty twenty one we'd have flying cars, mm. and then it was the video of that guy with <clears throat> plungers on his nipples making music oh yeah <laughs> good so, content yeah so we'll see we'll see what meta does but that dude sort of looks like you i don't think so i, I do don't, i don't think so at all everyone everyone watching this thing so that makes me the most racially ambiguous person i think ever. you are like you can move in different circles should be a spy in. i should be a spy you're like the chameleon but that something i like about the crypto space and sorry to get a little bit nerdy here, but some of the the aspects of that world mm-hmm. are far more constructive and take some of the personality out of... For now. Yeah, for sure, for until, sure. I, I, until the, the average Joe Blow moves over to crypto well, and then ruins it. I mean... Because all these social media companies started the same way. Like, you, fairly yeah. constructive conversations. And well, no, Facebook started as rating um, women on if you would have sex with them or not. <laughs> so be constructive. Yeah. The thing about crypto, though, is that in that crypto world, that blockchain world... <laughs> so I'm just, just imagining... Mark Zuckerberg, back in the day, like pre-money Mark Zuckerberg, rating women on whether or not he'd sleep with them. <laughs> mm, yeah, so I want to have sex with this yeah. one. <laughs> that's, a, that's a big assumption, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you fucking loser. There's a, there's a lot of like consensus algorithms that are built into, into blockchain. Mm. So a lot of the time, you kind of do need to have some skin in the game to be able to make any decisions yeah. in that world which, which now it should be yeah which you don't have in let's let's call it web 2.0 let's 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 get on the trend that there is going to be a third version of the internet What's right 3.0 yeah, yeah but i'm t- referring to web 2.0 oh, okay, right. so in web 2.0 you've got no skin in the game like you just said mm. you can talk as much shit as you want you're yeah. not going to get hit you're not going to get financially hit. look some people have been cancelled because of it so maybe yeah. there is at the very top of the pyramid then then people are getting knocked off the top mm-hmm. but for uh, us laymen on the street, mm. there's no real ramifications. Yeah, one of the uh, I think one of the first signs of Web 2.0 going downhill was when because with Wikipedia you can edit stuff on Wikipedia. If you've got new information, you can just submit mm. it. And when people started fucking with Wikipedia, that to me was like the beginning of the end of, of Web 2.0. Because everyone used to go to Wikipedia for information. Yeah. And the majority of it was good, solid information. 
but then obviously you get one or two bad eggs who just want to upset the apple cart and it's usually just to have a joke or make a gag or whatever yeah but now you go to wikipedia and you can't trust the information anymore yeah that does make look it does make it hard i i, I think <clears throat> as a social experiment it seems that just because you can have a say doesn't mean you should yeah and again that's what i like about the consensus in crypto is that like you can't have an opinion on which way a protocol is going to go mm. if you've got no uh, nothing invested in it. Yeah, and I, I think that's brilliant. Yeah, that, so that might be one step that... like, like uh, An example of this is when in the workforce, right, why do we expect a worker to be as motivated as a stakeholder? Yeah, or an owner. Right? So... Yeah. Um, and they do, and it's like... Some of them do, a lot don't. A lot don't, you're yeah. right. But it's it's so, you're right, like I've experienced that many times where you you have people who are like, I just don't understand like why they're, like, they're so lazy. They just they show up right on the dot when they're supposed to start and they're running out the dot right on the minute when they're supposed to finish. It's like, Watch yeah, because that's what you pay them for. Yeah. That's all you pay them for. Yeah. You might get additional funding in, like, through the business if they work those extra hours that you don't want to pay them for. Yeah, correct. Right? But, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's interesting. So it's, that might make, that should change discourse, right? I do also think that moving away from ad-based modelling, wouldn't it be a great world if we weren't baited, click-baited into... Seeing something, but sure. and I don't know what the answer is, but yeah. it would be nice not to have to be outraged to get involved. Absolutely, and I, I do have to say, it is there is a major concern with uh, stakeholder decision making in that the majority of the stakeholders will be elite, high level, rich people. So, if you have any infrastructure which is completely controlled by the 1%, it's not really for the benefit of everyone. Well, you've, you've got only got a certain amount of uh, thoughts who are deciding the direction of that thing. And that's what, mm. you know, decentralised autonomous organisations, yeah. that's what's beautiful about it is that you can have you can have lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of 1%ers yeah. all together to create a consensus of where the majority wants to go. Well, it's like Mark Zuckerberg was saying with Meta, like when you're, you can, if you're getting, say, abused by someone or something, you can just go, bing, straight back into your safe zone where those people are removed from it. So he could be the little one percenter inside his own box because I guarantee you Zuckerberg's going to be hunted down by every hacker on Meta. <laughs> you should see that. When you go into that safe zone, there should be a punching bag with that person's avatar on it, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> start working the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play. I, to be fair, I have not looked very closely at Meta, mm-hmm. or the Metaverse. Should be we should be more um, accurate. It's the Metaverse that we're talking yeah. about. Meta's the company that owns all of them, so mm-hmm. the Metaverse. I haven't looked at the Metaverse because a, I don't like VR. Yeah, I because I, I get it's my body does not like the feeling of it. I like R, R's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and B, I don't think they're the people to do it. I don't think Mark Zuckerberg has the the right 
mindset to make it work the way that he intends it on working. No, because... He's got the resource, but he doesn't yeah, have the mindset. That's right, because he's not a regular person. Yeah. And you can see that clearly whenever he speaks at all. Yeah. He's not a normal person. And I, I feel, like, honestly, like, part of me just wonders if, like, it's a bit sad that he's a dude who's got billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars and all this access to all these high-profile people and whatever... It's, I just feel like he's trying to create a world in which he can be happy in. But I think everyone to a point does that. But he's a, the most extreme example because he has the reach and the power and mm. the money to do it. But imagine having to go to that extent just to be happy. You've got to literally create your own universe to, but, find, to create a place that you can be happy. But I would argue the family home is the same. Yeah, I know, but maybe if you just made your family home your happy place, well, he's you done, wouldn't have to create the metaverse. He's bought almost a third of the whole entire Hawaiian island. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not, not enough for him. Yeah, it's not enough. It's mm. not enough. No, I, I, I see what you mean. But, yeah. um, you I can't think, fill your cup with stuff, Alex. Well, no, but you can't. He, he has changed the course of history. Yeah. And not necessarily in a good way. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, so... That's why I, I'm interested to see see what happens here. But I'm I'm, I'm more engaged in the Jack Dorsey, yeah. uh, Elon Musk side, mm-hmm. um, and that's some other Elon news. I don't know if you've seen. His... Just just before we leave the Facebook thing, because you know how there's all these um, like our government's just brought in new laws for yeah. policing social media. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this. I you know what I just want them to bring in the talk shit get hit law. Like talk shit get hit if you talk shit online. Yeah, and if it's from an anonymous account, we c- maybe the police can use your metadata to find out who it is. Mm-hmm. And then the person that you were talking shit to online, they give them your details and they can show up at your house and bash you. <laughs> Imagine how much better social discourse would be online if the talk shit get hit laws were brought in to social media. But then it becomes purely about physicality. And that's not, that's not a fair metric either. No, it's not purely about physicality. At I all. think it should be. It could be. A, it could. Have, it could automatically become about politeness. It should be a six-stage round robin of various <laughs> events, include and that would two men sack race. Yeah, two men sack race on the final day. <laughs> um, <laughs> and look, I hope that Web three fixes that. Yeah. So the Australian government think basically they're going to be able. They are going to push the uh, big tech companies to be able to identify perpetrators on the internet that are. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abusing people. Okay, so I don't like online abuse. Nicholas Latifi from Formula One, who yeah. crashed and and had a big part to play in the controversial Formula One victory, mm-hmm. he put this big letter yeah. out to the to the world saying, "I knew that I was going to get smashed, so I turned my phone off for three days." Yeah. But I'm calling out this. It is inappropriate to do. If you wouldn't do it in person, don't yeah. do it online. Yeah. So I it wonder. Should be that simple. I wonder if. My concern about the legislation... So, I, the legislation sounds good, okay? Mm. If there's someone that, that is just online bullying... And Tasha's telling me that there's some of her accounts that she follows where people go and set up new accounts just to abuse someone. Yeah. Like, that's sadistic. That's yeah. crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. So, that sounds good, and that's something that you want to get rid of. And those are the people that the talk shit get hit laws would... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe if you, calm you, down. if you set up three accounts, that's the... Yeah. Yeah. Um... But Hashtag knowing, talk shit get hit. knowing what governments 
alike and what governments are currently doing in mm. the digital space, mm-hmm. I also don't think that they're trustworthy with like they're gonna no, use right. this power. And it's not just it's not just governments, it's powerful corporations who have a level of control. So what we've seen countless times in recent history is governments bringing in laws under this false pretense and then using it for their own means, yeah. which is what would happen here. Um, and the thing is, the the social media companies should already have a responsibility for a lot of this stuff because they pretend they've got responsibility to uh, control the flow of content and ideas on their platforms, etc., etc., etc. So obviously they're doing a lot of censoring, they're doing a lot of shadow banning for mm. you know dangerous content, all that sort of stuff. Mm. One of the things I see all the time with particular accounts I follow, like Tim Kennedy, for example. Uh, he's constantly, like probably once a week, posts up all of the fake Tim Kennedy accounts that scammers are using to try to get money out of people. And Instagram does nothing about it. Yeah. Like, you've got the power. You keep saying, we're trying to control the flow of information to protect people, and yet you've got blue checkmark account holders going, hey, here's a list of 20 fake accounts that are trying to scam people and ask them for money. Take those accounts down. And they do nothing. And to think that they couldn't come up with an algorithm that could match two profile pictures that are identical, the names that are too close, Mm -hmm. uh, or maybe an extra step of verification to make sure if they do... Like, they can do it. They can definitely do this. And then you go, okay, well, why wouldn't you? Well, does does it make... Instagram's user base look bigger if they mm-hmm. just allow all of these fake accounts to exist? Yeah. So does that potentially become a better sell job to shareholders? Absolutely. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So so instead of bringing in new laws, like the the companies themselves already have the means to do a lot of these things. Just to, no motivation. But no motivation. And the motivation's got to come financially. Mm. And... Maybe instead of that financial motivation being the form of incentives, maybe it's got to be more of a stick. But then you've got to go, who controls the stick? Yeah. And what are their motivations? You know, because most of the government's motivations are financial as well in nature. But also look at like, when you watch the American Senate hearings when they talk to big tech. Oh, How come yeah. when I search Donald <laughs> Trump it comes up? With a picture of him on a donkey or something like that. And it's mm. like, uh, I think you need to ask the guy from Google on Facebook. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like, that's how... They're just so far. And we've mentioned that before. It's like the people making the decisions on these companies are like 65-year-old white men. Yeah. Who, with no idea. Yeah, who have a media company that... Who look at their phone like this. Well, don't. Like, trying to find the distance where they can They don't see. look at it like this. They look at it like this. <laughs> they, <laughs> flip it, they flip the phone open. Yeah. Or they turn the rotary dial. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, is, that is going to be interesting. Web 3.0 I'm very excited about. Mm. Metaverse I'm not very excited about. I know that Meta's throwing out a lot of money to people to get on the Metaverse. Oh. Because you would have been sent the email about content creators on there. Oh, yeah, I just I ended up deleting those straight away. I yeah, so I read it. It's like basically every, dollar for dollar. So instead of... And currently, if you're on Facebook, if you're a creator, mm. it's, people can buy stars and then pay the content creators with it. Mm-hmm. Facebook takes a cut. They take a cut when, when the user buys the stars, mm-hmm. and then they also take a cut for everything that, that is donated to a creator. Yeah. But in the metaverse, 
to start off, which is the same as what they did in YouTube, mm-hmm. it's going to be you get 100% of it. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, and... For the, five minutes. But then they own all of your content as well. Yeah. So that's the thing about... So Facebook obviously recently brought out the functionality to have your podcast on Facebook. And I read the email and it's the same. Like, So anyone who posts... If you post a photo on Facebook, Facebook owns that photo. They can use it for whatever they want. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand that. Podcast, exactly the same. If you post your podcast on Facebook, they now own that content. Mm. That's why we need to get on podcast. 2.0, yeah. 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 So keep an eye. Oh, look, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that, that nerd stuff. That's something that, that I follow. Yeah. So I'll, uh, I'll keep you up to date with that. Cool. Um, so should we, should we move on to... The juicy uh, stuff. Yeah, the, the juicing stuff. Yeah. So, in COVID and vaccine-related news this week, Mark McGowan, WO Premier Mark McGowan, has been the first to move, stating that uh, anyone who is affected by a working mandate, so a vaccine mandate to work, uh, booster shots are now mandated for those workers. Which means anyone who's only had a double shot and is eligible for a booster and has not yet received one is a dirty playground, just like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> and knew it was coming. It'll come out everywhere. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Every state's going to do it. McGowan will just go first because he's insane and doesn't care. Uh, old mate from Northern Territory, I'm sure will follow soon behind. What's his name? Gunner, Michael Gunner. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, you'll see this play out over the Eastern Seaboard. And the it's so interesting how... Again, they're just they're trying to use Omicron to shoehorn these things in. And the data is clearly showing that Omicron is nowhere near even as deadly as Delta, which was nowhere near as deadly as the Alpha strain. Yeah. Did the data out of, the, um, out of South Africa, where Omicron was first discovered, they're saying that Omicron is 10 times less deadly than Delta. Well, I've seen interviews with people in South Africa that got it that were like 65-year-old. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a two-day hangover. Yeah. <clears throat> and all the people that all the people that got it weren't diagnosed because they went to get tested for No, they, it, was, it was incidental. They were, yeah. all, they were already hey, going the to hospital or something and they have to get tested to yeah. do, uh, t- attend and they're testing positive. And Did you see Bill Gates did some speech about how Omicron is is like a real major threat and... To the vaccine program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need to act fast and we need to get boosters around. Yeah, cool story, Bill. Yeah. So, just to give you an update, and the re- like, again, we... So, Omicron's now the dominant strain in Australia. That's what the news is saying every single day. So, I just want to give you guys, again, up-to-date stats, because we gave some stats last week. And the key stats to me are, obviously, they talk about cases, because that's the big big crazy number but if you talk about new cases active cases and hospitalizations those are probably the most important things that we can look at right now because we haven't had an omicron death yet anyway yeah there's only been one in the world yeah 50 year old man in texas with other comorbidities yeah so unvaccinated (laughs) fuck imagine how like much better his death would have been if he was vaccinated yeah it would have been way better so at the moment, so over the last 24 hours, Australia's COVID cases have raised by 7,707. So we're at a whopping total of 281,215 mm. at the moment. So remembering, I, I said it again last week, last year, no vaccines, 
28,404 cases. Mm. So this year we've had uh, 250,000 cases with vaccines. Yeah. Hashtag stop the spread. So we've gone up 7,707 cases overnight. Now, that brings us to an active case total, which you have to scroll down. <laughs> There's 50,075 active cases mm. in a, like Australia-wide. 50,075 active cases Australia-wide. And we have 976 people in hospital total. Mm. So there's 49,000 people with COVID who are not in hospital. Yeah. 976 in hospital. There are 53 on ventilators. That number hasn't changed for two weeks. Yeah. Because it's the same people so on ventilators. Yeah. yeah. So we've got 50,000 cases, 53 on ventilators, 976 in hospital. What do we say months ago, total hospital beds in Australia was like 62,000? Yeah. And we're like, oh... Oh, we gotta we gotta get the boosters in because otherwise our hospital systems are gonna be overrun. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, it, they're still using it because I still hear that on the street. I know, and I had to tell someone like they're like, "Oh, I know a I know a, a hospital, and they've only got thirteen ICU beds, and once they're filled, they're done." And like that's incorrect. Mm. Like they will just tell elective surger- uh, surgeries to go back That's right. and they'll allocate more because mm. I know of an entire hospital that has not seen one COVID patient mm-hmm. but is ready at the drop of a hat. They can they can move appointments so they yeah. are ready for well, to increase that ICU. It's, a, it's an elastic number. Yeah, and Gold Coast Uni Hospital has had a massive COVID ward pretty much be empty for the last almost 12 months. Yeah, how many hospitals have we built? Since the pandy? Zero. Mm, interesting. Yeah. yeah, still in the process of building those two quarantine facilities, though, which will only be ready by mid-next year. Yeah, and they're showing off about it, like yeah, it, like I it's know. an achievement. They're fucking delusional. Mate. Yeah, yeah. But so, I, just on the boosters, I just want to say, I was thinking about this, and just so people are aware, because I think some people don't realise this, the booster shot, so, sorry, with the, with the vaccine rollout, let's say that you just get Pfizer, just to pick a, a vaccine. This is not specific to Pfizer, but yep. just to pick one. So let's say you're like, all right, I'm going to get Pfizer, I'm going to get fully vaccinated. The first shot and the second shot are exactly the same, uh, exactly the same chemical uh, makeup dose do- and dosage. The booster shot is a smaller dosage, but it's the same thing. Mm. It's nothing different. So I was thinking about this, and I was like, just how ridiculous it is that we have scientists trying to convince us that these vaccines, which is the same formulation that already hasn't worked, hasn't worked on the first dose, you need to have a second dose, well now it's not working, we're on the third dose, and it's making me feel like, ladies, I think a lot of ladies out there have heard similar stories before, (laughs) when they've been courted by a man. And the man's like, oh, I make you feel so good, baby. You will know what hit ya. And then, boom, premature ejaculation for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Right? And they're like, oh, oh, you know, I was just, I was just so excited because you're so hot. <laughs> and, but baby, next time, I swear to God, I will make you feel so good. And then you're like, yeah, okay, look, I'll, I'll, he talks a good game. Obviously, the first one's an outline. I'll give him a second go. And then, boom, premature ejaculator. Yeah. Oh, but baby, <laughs> like, you wouldn't give him a third crack, would you? No. You wouldn't. I do think that this is... Look, I, I, I think they're going to sell a damn lot of 
boosters. Mm-hmm. Like a lot, a lot, a yeah. lot. Because the fear is still ramping up. And the thing that I found so surprising was like, we don't know how bad Omicron is. Mm. But we know the boosters will help. That's right. Well, how, do you, how do you know that? Yeah. yeah how do you know yeah. that? But it's easy to know when it does nothing. Because then you can guarantee that it works just as much as it worked. The that's, last, that's right. It's the, consistent. The last two times. Uh, but again, like we, we've been saying for months, this is what was going to happen. It was always going to happen. And like you, like you were saying, so Mark McGowan went first. WA, it's now mandated for everyone. Everyone, everyone else is going to do the exact same thing. They'll just follow along. I want to talk about Queensland's policy in particular because mm-hmm. I think Palaszczuk's made a big political mistake. Which one? So for us, for us red pillars, mm-hmm. every step's been a mistake. Yeah. But I think she has made incorrect, like, missteps to the, water on myself. to the blue pillars mm-hmm. by doing this PCR test um, to travel interstate. Yeah. And <clears throat> if you've seen the lineups at these testing facilities, mm-hmm. it is crazy, right? People yeah. waiting whole days outside. Here's a stat that I just made up that sounds good. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many people have got melanoma... Because it's been 34 degrees mm. in in Brisbane for the last two weeks. Yeah. And people standing outside waiting to get a test so that they can travel. So that they can be told that they're fine, right? Yeah. What other, like, that is crazy to me. And I think, because, and now the people are starting to see, wait a minute, I'm double dosed. Mm. You said that we got to 80%. We, we could we could kick on. Mm-hmm. Now I've got to wait for for a uh, PCR test, which is supposed to take 24 hours. Is now taking three days. Yeah, I'm standing in line with my mask on. Yeah, I'm about to get. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm about to lose another Christmas, mm-hmm. even though we did everything right. Mm-hmm. What's up? Like I think I think there's going to be a, she she's going to lose a lot, and she would would have got away with it if it wasn't for those pesky kids. <laughs> no, she would have got away with it if she didn't flood the testing facilities with the travel with the interstate travelers so if if she would have just left testing as is she would have got stacks of tests and no one would be talking about it because you haven't just added another inconvenience Mm. to the people that are complying but isn't it more so she's flooding other states testing facilities because you have to be tested to come in yes it's 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 all all the above but those votes don't count in queensland Exactly, is that why she doesn't care? But see, this is, here's another stat for you. But it. people so are seeing it, that's why I think it's dangerous. Yeah, so there's a few things I'll say on that. But here's another stat too, that you, was probably more relevant to what you were just talking about. How many people are, are contracting COVID, waiting in line to get tested? Oh yeah, that's what I love. I love so, I would have said this from the get-go. When you, okay, if you think that you might have COVID, yeah. go to a place that's jam-packed full of other people that think they have yeah. COVID... And get a test. So, it, I'll, I'll tell you a personal story. A few weeks ago, I was sick. So, I had to go and get a COVID test. I went to a uh, pathology centre on the Gold Coast. And, like, they've, they've, got, they've got COVID protocols, right? So, you don't go through the front door. You've got to follow the signage to go around. And there's a back entrance just for the COVID patients. Right. Okay? So, we go into, go into the room. I'm their first cab off, off the rank. There's then... So I go into a room, it is probably half the size of this, mm-hmm. with no windows and no ventilation. Mm. And we're sitting there waiting. Mm. Hot old, boxing. Old man comes through, comes in, sits down in the room. 
another tradie comes in, sits down in the room. There was three of us sitting in a room for like 20 minutes because for some reason, remember I called you? Yeah, I was like, yeah. something's going on, there's no one here. Yeah. So we were just sitting in this small room, yeah. breathing each other's air. If one of us had COVID, well, all three of us are probably going to have it by now. Yeah. Right? It's ridiculous. Yeah. It is so dumb. Um, but there's a lot of things that are coming out of this. Dom Perrottet this week was because New South Wales PCR testing centres are overwhelmed, is imploring people, saying, even if you get contacted as like a close contact or a casual contact or whatever, if you don't have symptoms, please don't get a PCR test. Yeah. Because this is, as Peter McCullough's been saying all over the internet, this is an epidemic of false positives. Yeah. Like, that we cycle out... We've been saying this for 12 months. We cycle our PCR tests way too high. Mm. So, we, we are finding COVID where there is no symptomatic infection from COVID. Yeah. The data is showing asymptomatic spread is a myth. And it is a myth that has been used extremely successfully by the powers that be to mm. push restrictions and vaccine rollout. Mandates and the mandates. And the mandates. It, like, <clears throat> as Peter McCullough said, if... If COVID was able to be transmitted by asymptomatic individuals, it would be the first respiratory virus in history that it had, has had that capability. And just on that, if you haven't seen the Joe Rogan, Dr. Peter McCulloch uh, podcast. podcast, I suggest you go and watch mm. it. I know a couple of people have called me and yeah. said, oh my God, I had no idea. Yeah. And literally flicked a switch for them. Mm. It, is, it is a really important one. It's probably yeah. the most, I would say, it's the most important one. Mm-hmm. in two years for sure but the other things too like one of the benefits of still doing all this testing and stuff at the moment is that the case numbers keep shooting through the roof and the death numbers aren't moving yeah so the the longer they keep this going for the the lower the risk rate gets yeah so every then, day every day that's we right. add 100 <laughs> yeah we need to move to modeling after this um every day that we get these exponential rises because this thing has a doubling rate of three days isn't it? three or four days oh apparently yeah and, but you're right, the, 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 that death rate's going to stay low and the hospitalisation's yeah. going to stay low, so that ratio... But they're not going to say it, so they'll stop saying that number. But can we so talk about Dolly? Just, just one thing on that. I'm just going to just throw it out there. Queensland's cases were pretty consistent for a long period of time. We were hovering around, like, 2,100 to 2,300 total cases for the entire pandemic yeah. up until probably a week ago. Yeah. We're now at 2,977. So Is that we, when the... When the unvaccinated were not allowed to participate in society, they kicked off. Oh well, no, it was when they allowed vaccinated people to enter the state and bring the disease with them. Yeah, yeah. But so we've had about seven hundred cases in Queensland uh, within the last week, week and a half. Yeah, right. That's a very large boost. That's thirty three percent of the total cases we've had during the entire two year pandemic mm. that we've increased in a week. Now Queensland's death rate. If we just scroll down. Um, <clears throat> so Queensland's death rate is still at seven, which yeah. it's been at for six months. Yeah. Or maybe even eight months now. Yeah. We haven't had a COVID death in Queensland for almost a year. Yeah. And that hasn't changed, even though we've had 700 cases in a week and a half, no deaths. So have we not had a Delta death? All of ours no. have been alpha and beta. Well, I'm not actually, I can't say no to Delta, but... But it'd, it'd be close, it'd yeah. It'd be close, I yeah. think it might be, be one or something. Because yeah. there, there was a guy that came from Thailand, right? He was the last yeah. Queensland 
yeah. COVID death. The guy who came over after living his best life in, in Thailand. Yeah. But even now, so like you look at total death number, 2,182 people dying again with COVID yeah. in the whole pandemic. In almost two years. And out of 281,000 cases. So you're, you're far less than 1% now. You're probably 0.8%. That's case to death rate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And case that's, to death, not, and that's, and that's, that's not population to death. That's no, that's case, case to death. Case to death, and and that's the thing too. Is it's like again, out of the death number, how many of them died with COVID yeah. after presenting at the hospital because they've had a car accident and they test them and they go, you've got COVID, you're a COVID death statistic. Mm. So guys, stop being scared of this shit. Yeah, it's almost over. I'm telling you, it's almost over. I want to talk about some of these Queensland man- mandates still, which there's been quite a few on social media, like cafes in particular, who have been asked to... So those who don't know, Queensland ch- changed the rules as of the 17th of December where only the vaccinated could be in hospitality. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not allowed, And then as a customer, you're not even allowed to go and s- sit inside a cafe yeah. unless you are... Um, uh, fully vaccinated yeah. but you can walk in order you can peruse yeah for eight hours yeah order takeaways yeah leave eight hours later but you can't work there but you can't work there and you can't sit down which is very very interesting too but I, no no no, no let, sorry let me, so the some of these people that this this guy in uh, particular was like i had to let staff go that refused to get vaccinated mm-hmm. it's very hard to find staff mm-hmm in my busiest period of the year. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, and I've only allowed, it was very hard to police, but we did it. Mm-hmm. We sent people away that wouldn't check in and didn't have the green tick. Mm-hmm. And now there's been a close contact. Now someone, a customer has tested positive mm. and I've got to shut for two weeks. Because they signed in obviously on the QR code. Which you have to, yeah, to, yeah, to get yeah. in. And now they have to shut for two weeks. Over Christmas. So the participating in that system mm-hmm. has is going to cripple yeah. more is going to do more damage than it'll ever do good. Yeah. It can it can only hurt your business. It can only hurt you. There is zero benefit yeah. from a business point of view. There is or there's zero benefit from an employee, employer, customer. Mm-hmm. There is zero benefit to partaking in that system. It is yeah. a lose, lose, lose scenario. Yeah, and and what's what's the payoff? Like like we just said, we've had 700 Omicron cases in, call it, two weeks. We're, we're, there is a 0% death rate. So w- what are we protecting yeah. by make by forcing businesses to do this? How many business owners or employees or someone are going to end up killing themselves because they just can't deal with this shit anymore? Yeah. We've already seen spikes this year. Yeah. Right? Like, who are we saving ourselves from? I've got a, I've got a theory on these restrictions, especially in uh, hospitality for the unvaccinated, mm. I think the Queensland government is trying to kill unvaccinated people. Because think about it. When when you enter a restaurant, let's say like pre, pre-restrictions, when we were allowed to enter restaurants, so let's say there was a mask mandate in place, right? You had to wear your mask when you enter the restaurant, but then you're allowed to take your mask off when you sat down. Mm. Because that's the safe zone for COVID. Mm-hmm. Now think about it. Vaccinated people, um, oh sorry, unvaccinated people, they're no longer allowed to sit down inside a restaurant. So you can still go into order, but they have to stay up. At the in, five foot height where the COVID is. That's right, in the COVID death zone. Yeah. I think the Queensland government's trying to kill the unvaccinated. Well, I've got a more realistic thing. I, I actually think they're 
is a targeted attack on business and especially Australian employees. Mm. And I think that we, in January or February, we're going to see a lot more unskilled uh, migration Mm -hmm. and they will be compliant because they're getting this new opportunity to work in a cool country and they will take up all the jobs that can't be filled by... Mm. Australians. I think I think there's going to be a lot of that coming. I all, yeah, I, I I agree with you, but I also think it's it's an attack on small business. Oh, definitely. So same as you're going to have obviously employee employee shortages, which will be filled by overseas workers. You're also going to have small businesses who can just can't function like this closing down, as we've already seen for the last twelve months at least, as there's been no financial support. All small businesses close down, and who takes over? All the big businesses that already that can just keep running and has been able to function basically normally the entire time. Oh, they've been making bank. All yeah. the big companies. If you had capital, you are far richer now than yeah. you were before. Yeah. And and that's anyone. Anyone mm. who had money or anyone who had something big yeah. has more than they had before. That's right. If you had very little, you've got less. Yeah. So that's the keep an eye on that. Landscape. Mm-hmm. Definitely keep an eye on that landscape. Start sponsoring some of these businesses that are doing the right thing. Yep. And and just on that note too, if you are unvaccinated like us, please don't take it out on, on the business or the employees. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, what yeah. like, uh, you know, arguing with a young girl who's been stationed out the front to tell you to check in, like it's not her fault. It's not her fault. And write just, a letter to the to the government that's it's right if fault. you want to have a go at someone talk to the government talk to your local member who can actually go and do something about yeah. it because they're the ones putting the rules in not the businesses not yeah. the staff leave the staff alone be respectful have a joke with them give them a smile make them feel good because yeah. i'm sure they're copping it all day every day now same as the testing people like i, yeah. I, I could not imagine being like doing a 10-hour day mm. in full ppe in the 34 degree heat mm-hmm just nose-swabbing people all day. Like, yeah. that is... That's huge. That yeah, is yeah, huge. for sure. Um, so just just be kind of... Especially, look, hey, it's, it's the Christmas weekend. Mm. Uh, whether you celebrate Christmas or a different holiday or, or whatever your beliefs are, it's still a time of year that is supposed to be about coming together. I'm already hearing many different stories about families, you know, uninviting people to Christmas because they're not vaccinated. Like, fucking <laughs> pull your head in, you losers. Like, so your vaccine doesn't work? Exactly. Is that what you're saying? And that's and that's this whole like the, it's the funniest thing for me about this for anyone who is still sucking down blue pills is like the Australian government is at this point now where they need to try to convince the unvaccinated people that the first two shots work so they go and get vaccinated at the same time as trying to convince the people who are already fully vaccinated that those first two shots don't work so they have to go and get a booster shot. It is fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Wake up, you idiots. (laughs) Like, come on. And again, I I don't want to blame people who got vaccinated. I don't blame you for anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the media control and the government control and the nudge it's units and the psychology and no, it's billions of dollars that they put into this. Yeah. Billions and billions of dollars that have been invested in manipulating you. But there is enough data now for you to just again take the emotion out of it. I know it sucks to admit that you were lied to and that you you got duped. I get it. But I think we are already seeing this awakening because of the stats on booster shot uptake. Yeah. 
like I think it was uh, this week or last week, the stat came out, only 45% of people who are eligible for a booster shot have actually gone mm. and taken one, which means more than 50%, 55% have not. And all of a sudden, after that data came out, they had a national cabinet meeting and now WA's mandated, it, mandated the third shot. It is clear as day what is happening here. And the other thing to consider about that, it's based on eligible people, which means they were the first cabs off the rank to get the shot in the first place. They're your most hardcore blue pillars that are yeah, eligible now. That's the easy ones to get out. That's right. So if 55% of the people who are rushing out the door to get it to begin with don't want it, how much how much is that percentage going to wane over the next three, four, five months? Probably going to about wane as much as the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think ScoMo is... I think... So remember we, pre- we predicted that... And, and we've missed the mark somewhat. I think earlier we said January was going to kick it up. Then we, I, th- I thought it was going to be December. He was going to ramp it up. Mm-mm. And he's done such a diet and weak and diluted version of trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. His, his political career is over. They, there is no way that the Liberals get in next year. Disagree. Impossible. Disagree. Explain. I, like from what I've seen this week, I think he's actually doing very well. He has been going out spouting messages of personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, when you look at SCOMA, you also have to look at what Don Perrottet is doing. Mm-hmm. Because Don Perrottet has, to an extent, been holding the line yep. as far as the reopening goes. In the face of record daily case numbers, he's still been pushing forward yep. with his reopening. He has made some backflips on things like masks and QR codes and stuff like yep. that. But again, like at least the QR codes, I can kind of cop. Because you go, okay, what do you use the QR codes for? Contact tracing. You've had massive spike of infections. All right, maybe you're going to contact trace people more. Get it. But for him to come out and go, unless you're symptomatic, don't get a PCR test, Mm -hmm. that's a big step. Because we did say months ago that obviously they were going to be shifting who's a casual contact and the less testing you do, the less cases and those levers don't get pulled anymore. And I still believe by... At least the end of January, we're, we're going to see even, an even further shift because this has been the playbook. They they make it hurt during school holidays, but then they want to get back to business as normal because all these pollies and stuff, if they've got kids, they want their kids to go to school. Yeah. You know, they don't want to keep them at home. It's a, it's a massive fuck around for them. Yeah. So, and like I think I was saying to you the other day, you, ScoMo can't move now. It's too far away from the election. It's six months away. That's way too far. People's minds. We're, we're no, it's March. No, it's May. May is the latest it can happen. The latest, yeah. They haven't set a date yet. So, theoretically, we could be six months away from an election. I would assume it's going to be closer to March because May, the weather's starting to cool down. Yeah, yeah, that's And right. if the cases spike, it's bad news for ScoMo. Yeah. Right? So, he'll probably want to hold it at a good time. But it might be March. It might be April around that time, sort of time. You're still talking four-ish months away. People have very short memories. If ScoMo moves too quickly to open up the country, he'll lose that clout by the time the election comes around because there'll be too much negative stuff to talk about. See, I, I disagree because I think that... I, I agree that people have very short memories, mm-hmm. but I think the longer that this goes on, the more people realise he either is powerless against Labour-run states mm-hmm. or it is a game that he's letting them take the, the state leaders take the fall for because they've got their own longer terms mm-hmm. either way it looks bad on them and what i would be doing is i would have had it all done in december 
done and dusted. I'll overruled it, give everyone their Christmas back that they've wanted so badly, mm-hmm. and then move the narrative onto something completely different. Uh, That's see, what I would have done. See, I think you're missing the play here. This is not just about the federal election for Scamo. It's about the Liberal Party around Australia. So it actually makes sense to make it look like he's powerless against these Labor-run states who are having the most nonsensical approach to COVID. Yeah, but there's no point if you're not going to be in power. There's no point of, of pushing the Labor. But let me ask you this. If, a, if a, uh, an average Aussie Joe Blow, non-politically motivated voter looks at the speeches that are happening and goes, look, ScoMo's trying to open us up, but it's Anastasia Palaszczuk and Dan Andrews who are holding us back. Well, I need to keep ScoMo in power, and that means I need to get rid of the Labor governments in these states. So then once the next state election comes around, which Victoria's got one coming at the end of next year, it, it actually helps the Liberal cause. I've spoken to people during the week mm-hmm. and who are not politically motivated at all, yeah. and they're all saying, why can't he make any change? That's not right. Mm-hmm. He's the Prime Minister. He's yeah. the man. He should be doing it. Yeah. And I think that's what the, the, the layman on the street would think, is that the guy in charge is yeah. in charge. So who do you put in? Albanese? Because yeah. these non-politically motivated people, that's going to be the only other option they're going to look at, right? Yeah, and I actually called one of them up on it because uh, he goes, oh, I'm going to get him out. I'm going to do the right thing and rah, rah, rah. And I'm like, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, Labor. I said, what's Labor done? Yeah. And he couldn't tell me. And then I said... What have you considered United Australia Party? And he goes, oh, Clive Palmer. And I'm like, see that reaction that, yeah, that, yeah. that you that mentioned you, this last week. Yeah. You've been programmed to do that. Yeah. By so, them. But, and that's that's the whole thing, though. By so, the people that have been fucking you. So that's why I still think that... I, I think ScoMo, because they, they call him Scotty for marketing for a reason, I think he's actually playing it right. We'll you see. still let things hurt a little bit because you want people to turn against the states. Because if they turn against the states, they vote liberal at the federal election. They vote liberal at the Victorian um, that's going election liberal. later in the year. Victoria, for sure. Maybe. For sure. Unless Dan Andrews declares a pandemic and says that liberal voters aren't allowed to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> Which could very well happen. Because yeah. it's in November, so it's after the winter surge will yeah. come. Right? Um, you, I think he's actually playing it well. Mm. Do you want to place a bet on... On whether ScoMo makes it? Yeah, I reckon ScoMo gets re-elected. Okay, so I'm saying he doesn't get re-elected, and I bet you 1,000 Dogecoin. 1,000 Dogecoin. <laughs> Better buy him now, mate. <laughs> I'm on. <laughs> Alright, you guys saw it here first. I reckon ScoMo gets re-elected, uh, and Alex has to pay me 1,000 Dogecoin. Maybe you should go and buy them now while everything's tanked and it's cheap. Well, no, it went up because Elon said that you could buy Tesla merchandise with Dogecoin. <laughs> <laughs> so, Moon, and uh, Liam, you still owe me Dogecoin because you lost a bet and you have not paid me yet. Yeah. I have not forgotten. Uh, I let him off because it's it skyrocketed in price. Cause right. When we bet on the day, because I think it was like 5,000 Dogecoin we bet. Yeah. And this was when it was worth like a fraction of a cent. Yeah. So, what's it at now? Oh, I haven't looked for a while, but I think it nudged 50 cents again. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. All good? All right. I well, think... you, you're working now, so it's... Uh, it ain't no thing but chicken wing on a string. Hey, I'm telling you right now, I, I don't need to worry about the price of Dogecoin, apart from cashing it out when you pay it to me. <laughs> we'll see. And on that note, let's leave it there. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next RDO.